The Carolina Panthers job has opened up as the owner, David Tepperis, decided to get rid of Frank Wright, firing him, uh, not even 12 months on the job, nine months to be exact. Uh, it's the second opening, or I would say the second firing is Antonio Pierce's perhaps on his way of taking the interim tag off of him, depending on how the Raiders finish in the year. We're going to talk about the Panthers today and kind of where they are and what their situation is with their owner and maybe some potential candidates. That is the topic on today's Landry Football Podcast, part of the Landry Football Podcast Network, which you can subscribe, like, and share on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, reminder, LandryFootball.com is where you want to go. Take advantage of the front page discount. The holiday savings special is a gift that you can give to yourself or to the loved one in your family that loves football. Uh, it's the best information around in the world of football, college football, NFL. From a playing, coaching, scouting, front office perspective, we got you covered at LandryFootball.com. So check it out today. Try it out for a month. Try it out for six months. But our holiday savings special is the best deal that we've got going. Uh, you can check that out. Um, David Tepper um, has the reputation of being a very impatient person. He defended himself, saying that he ideally would like a coach for 20 or 30 years. And, you know, he was asked about letting coaches go so quickly. He said he did have patience. Um he thought that he said in his business world, it's, it's extreme patience. I think one of the problems, and I want to address this first, is when you're talking about successful businessmen, in certain businesses, there are certain procedures and policies that you follow that make you successful in business. But the lack of understanding of football, and football at the college and pro level is a business. But it is the business of football. And I don't think people understand enough about if you don't understand that and you get people that are focused from a football standpoint or from a business standpoint without a keen understanding of the football business, you expect immediate results without knowing how to get there. You're not going to get immediate results in football because it is unlike any other business. It's a competitive business that needs development. You don't have certain advantages in other businesses that you have in football. And so it is um, understanding about how to acquire talent, develop talent, evaluate coaches, and it's very difficult. You know, I think one of the problems, and I deal with this in the coaching search world, there are two types of people that hire coaches on both levels, I should say, similar type people. You have the NFL owners, which don't have a background in football. You have some of the older ones that grow up around the game, like Art Rudy Jr., the Maras and the Giants, that maybe from a young age saw how their fathers – ran a team, but you don't have anybody that, you know, coaches and front office executives don't become owners. They're not wealthy enough. 
And so the owner that's very successful in business and thinks that, well, this is how I've done it in XYZ business. This is how I'm going to do it running my football team. They don't understand. And it's not just patience. It's understanding. Because there are times where people are too patient. More often than not, they're not patient enough. It's not about waiting and being patient. It's about understanding what's happening, why it's happening, and how they evaluate. And owners don't know how to evaluate. And in college, athletic directors used to be coaches. They're no longer coaches. They're from a different world, and they don't understand how to evaluate coaches. Because you can't evaluate coaching and scouting, which is the essence of success in football at both levels. You can't know how to evaluate unless you've done it yourself. People think you can, and you can be given the responsibility of doing it. But if you've never done it, you don't know how to properly evaluate it as somebody has, which is why. And God bless that being the case, it's why people can turn to, oh, like myself and others, that have that experience. So this is why you have so many search firms. People will say, well, that's athletic director's job to know that. Uh, sorry, they ain't an athletic director around today that knows how to evaluate coaches because they've never coached. <clears throat> I wouldn't want talking head ex-football player picking my coach either. Because he's never coached, not qualified, less qualified probably than the athletic director in most cases. The point is, they're qualified to do other things that are, quite frankly, just as important or more important. So it's created a vacuum, but yet it's created an opportunity to utilize people that know a little bit more. Um he discussed the decision, universal decision in the organization, that they were all in agreement unanimously, he says, that they take Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. Um, we don't know about the future of Panthers front office general manager. Did everybody, was everybody in agreement? Well, maybe they were, maybe they weren't. Will Tepper change his management style? He's been heavily criticized for being too hands-on during his six years as an owner, which, by the way, they've gone 30 and 63. And the league's second-worst winning percentage behind the Jets. Um, they're going to have to look at how to get it better. And the biggest problem that the Panthers have had during that process, during that stretch, is David Tepper the owner? Um, with regard to the quarterback, if they want to stand on the hill that Bryce Young was the right pick, so be it. C.J. Stroud's a better quarterback, and it's proven early, and I think it will prove over time that he was. It's not that Bryce Young can't be good, and it's not that under better coaching and with a better team around him, that Bryce Young can't be successful because because I believe he can. However, C.J. Stroud is better. He has more ability to make plays at this level with his feet and definitely with his arm. He's got the intangibles. He's got better size. 
And yes, he's better coached. And they have a better team. Not an elite team, by the way, by any stretch. He has elevated them. Something that Bryce Young's not going to be able to do. Bryce Young is a quarterback you can win with. They don't have a team that he can win with. C.J. Stroud is the guy that can win for you. It's been no contest. Stroud is the front runner for Offensive Player of the Year as a rookie and a candidate for Offensive Player of the Year. Rookie or otherwise, he ranks fifth in expected points added per dropback, fourth in total efficiency per attempt, and sixth in passer rating. Young ranked 31st in all of those categories, 31st in EPA, 31st in total EPA, 30th in passer rating. Is it all his fault? No. But make no mistake, they didn't draft the right guy. And I think the reason. And it wasn't said this way. It was a vague statement by David Tepper. But Frank Wright was on board and the main guy pushing for Bryce Young. And there's no question that the play of C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young, when your head coach, the quarterback guru, is saying Bryce Young is the guy, that we want. He's better than C.J. Stroud. That has proven to be completely inaccurate. Don't think that didn't have a lot to do with. Yeah, Bryce Young may be pretty good down the road, but you bleeped up our decision on who to take. So where do the Panthers go next? Let's go over some candidates. Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson is 37 years old. He was the top choice last winter. For Tepper. He decided to leave him, remove himself from consideration, mainly, I think, due to concerns about ownership. Is Tepper's tone going to change enough to where Johnson would be interested this time? I don't know. His dynamic and creative offense would seem a good fit for Young, provided he had more playmaking pieces. But I'm going to tell you, if Given the opportunity, Ben Johnson would take an opening, say, with the Los Angeles Chargers, where they've got Justin Herbert. So I don't think Ben Johnson is going to take the Panthers' job. I think you'll have better options. Brian Johnson, the Eagles' offensive coordinator. When Steve Wilk was up for the Panther job last winter, he hoped to bring in Johnson as an offensive coordinator. Instead, the Eagles promoted Johnson from quarterback coach to coordinator to replace Shane Steichen. Tepper chose Frank Wright over Wilkes. In Johnson's first season as a play caller, the Eagles are third in the league in scoring and ninth in total offense, and Jalen Hurts is one of the MVP favorites. Could David Tepper look at a Jim Harbaugh, who's likely going to move on from Michigan? He had discussions with Harbaugh last year before hiring Wright. And given Tepper's love of big splashes, it wouldn't be surprising if he reaches out to Harbaugh again. It's a chance to win a national championship, but he's shown a return and an interest in returning to the NFL. No stretch there. Would consider both interested in the other and at least pursuing it and see where it goes. Um, Steve Wilkes, just mentioned him. He's now the Niners defense coordinator. 
Um, a lot of the players wanted him to hire Wilkes um, following Matt Rule's firing. They went six and six June's Wilkes tenure, if you remember. He was the interim coach. And went to Tampa in week 17 with first place on the line in the NFC South. But hiring Wilkes would require Tepper to shallow his pride and admit he messed up 10 months ago. Not sure that Tepper is the type of guy that likes to admit his mistakes. Bobby Slowick, the Texans offensive coordinator in his first season there. He's helped guide C.J. Stroud to one of the best reasons, best seasons by a rookie quarterback in NFL history. He's 36 years old. He's part of the Kyle Shanahan tree that's also produced Miami Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel. It's probably another year or two away. So I don't think he's the best option for him. But if you consider this opening and considering the ownership situation, it might not be something that would appeal to Ben Johnson or Brian Johnson or Jim Harbaugh, maybe even Steve Wilkes, Bobby Slowick, again, maybe a year or two away. Maybe they get on him a year early. Now he might pull the, um, Ben Johnson move and say, I'm going to stay in Houston with this good young quarterback and get a better opening than Carolina. But if he wants to be a head coach now, I'm not sure that Bobby Floyd gets the job this year in the NFL, unless it's maybe at a place like Carolina that's not as enticing. Kellen Moore, the Chargers offensive coordinator, the former Dallas Cowboy quarterback, received second interviews and impressed the Panthers late in the process last year before they hired Frank Wright. But Moore then was fired by Dallas. Um, Mark McCarthy, Mark McCarthy said Moore wanted to light up the scoreboard and he could be fired again as part of Staley staff in LA. Um, he likely missed his window. I don't think he'd be the ideal fit, but he's someone that I think is going to fall on his feet somewhere in the NFL. I think he's got ability as a play caller. And I think the biggest problem in Los Angeles, in the Los Angeles Chargers coaching staff is the head coach who's in charge of the defense and a problem where they might end up. If it's not one of those guys, if they're scared away, then it could be an in-house candidate like Thomas Brown, who's the Panthers offensive coordinator. He'll get another crack at play calling after Reich cut his initial stint short after only three games. He interviewed for head coaching jobs each of the past two cycles. He's got a presence about him. If he and senior assistant Jim Caldwell will work with Brown over the final six games, can get they get Young turned around, then I think he could become a candidate. Otherwise, I don't think so. Um, Ijaro Ivero, the 42-year-old defensive coordinator of the Panthers, done a nice job of holding the Panthers' defense together. Despite a rash of injuries to key players, especially in the secondary, he was among the candidates for the Panther job the last go-around, and he's well-respected in league circles. But on some level, I think hiring <clears throat> a defensive coach, particularly with a young quarterback, um, and maybe hiring him instead of Wilkes last year, I don't see that being as good of a fit. Chris Tabor is the interim head coach, uh, special teams coordinator, and he's been bumped up mainly because they didn't want to stress the offensive and defensive coordinators with taking too much, putting adding too much on their plate. Tabor was one of only three holdovers that Tepper kept from rural staff, and he was Tepper's choice as an interim coach, a role that, Tabor served for one game in 2021. He was the former Bears coach, uh, Matt, a uh, Matt Nagy's 
replacement uh, when he had COVID. Tabor's also got it a special teams group that's when one of the more productive, um, certainly the most productive of the Panthers' three phases. So those are the three in-house candidates. I don't think it's going to end up being one of those three. Um, but those for the purpose of discussion uh, of the in-house candidate. So those are some thoughts on the Panthers' situation, where they, what's gotten them to this point and where they're likely to go going forward. And there'll be some other names that will emerge in the coaching search with him and with this team and others, college and NFL. And we got you covered with all of that at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you get on board and get a membership to LandryFootball.com today. Give yourself a Christmas gift. Give a Christmas gift to a loved one in your family that's a football fan. LandryFootball.com. Uh, check it out today. Take advantage of our holiday savings special. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, make sure you join us next time as we cover more topical issues in the world of college football and the NFL. Remember, we'll have the complete conference championship game previews up on LandryFootball.com. Week 13 game previews over at LandryFootball.com a little bit later in the week. And certainly we'll be talking and hitting some of the key points of these games here in the Landry Football Podcast Network. So make sure that you subscribe, you subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you again next time, everyone.